0: You're listening to AIB Market Talk with our latest financial market update. Hello and welcome to our weekly Market Talk podcast. Today is Tuesday the 20th of July. I'm Stuart Banks from AIB Treasury and as usual I'm joined today by John Fahey, AIB's Senior Economist to discuss the latest market developments. John, we we'll lead off with the UK this week. Positive data releases over recent weeks indicate that the UK economy is running ahead of expectations as it moves closer to a full reopening what are the main drivers of the improved performance
1: well when we look at the uk like elsewhere the biggest impact obviously has been uh, covid over the last uh, 12 to 18 months and indeed uh, last year's performance uh, when you compare it to other advanced economies you know uk gdp declined by uh, nearly 10 percent. so it was one of the biggest impacted in gdp terms from the uh, pandemic and similar to elsewhere as well we did start this year in a state of lockdown in the UK and we saw the economy contract by one and a half percent but one thing that was noticeable even in the first quarter and the UK produces monthly GDP numbers was that uh, towards the end of the quarter in March there was actually a return to growth there uh, and the latest figures we got over the last uh, fortnight or so shows that GDP in May Uh, on a three-month-on-three-month basis was up 3.6%. So the economy now is just roughly around 3% below where it was uh, before the pandemic hit. So in other words, it's February 2020 levels. And the reason for the uh, rebound in the UK economy is predominantly down to uh, the vaccine rollout there. And the UK of all the major uh, European, indeed, advanced economies, if you compare to the US as well, was probably in terms of the rollout of vaccines the most successful in the early months of this year. So that's allowed the UK to roll back on restrictions. Uh, and obviously, we saw this week the uh, what they call Freedom Day, the removal of most restrictions in the UK economy. So that rapid vaccine rollout initially, much quicker than expected, allowed an easing of restrictions uh, much quicker than expected, which underpinned then uh, the economy starting to open up and uh, underpin the recovery in activity. And, you know, if you look at the for- growth forecasts across a whole range uh, of forecasters, you know, all forecasters are looking for strong UK growth uh, this year and into next year and growth. Uh, forecasts have been revised up significantly since the start of the year because of that vaccine rollout, which has allowed the economy uh, to open up. So to take one of them, for example, the OECD is looking for the UK to grow this year by just over 7%. And that compares to a 5% forecast at the start of the year. And, and for next year, it still sees very strong growth of, of 5.5%. Uh, so the UK economy is well positioned uh, in the near term. What we would emphasize, though, is that you know, there are risks uh, around where the economy is. Obviously, the Delta pandemic and other variants are posing risks and challenges. But but near term, it does have momentum uh, and uh, the prospects are, are positive. Longer term, there's still issues there around potential uh, headwinds uh, I mentioned the variance but also uh, you know Brexit could have a dampening impact uh, on investment and trade over the medium term so even though everything's all about covid at the moment there is a potential medium term impact from the new trading arrangement in relation to Brexit so because the uk government has been very proactive in providing stimulus to the uk economy in terms of fiscal stimulus you know to counterbalance that uh, increased spend and a host of tax hikes Uh, including corporation tax in 2023 uh, are planned so this may hinder growth over those years as we move out Uh, and by that stage as well global growth is likely to have cooled so near term you know the prospects are encouraging for the uk further out challenges remain
0: okay john and looking at the week ahead the economic calendar is pretty light with the ecb meeting being the highlight what can we expect from them
1: so we talked last on last week's podcast about the strategy review uh, from the ECB, and so this was where uh, the ECB, the key point from that was it's changed its inflation target from close to but below 2% to a 2% symmetric target now. So what we're looking this week from Thursday's ECB meeting, we're not expecting any policy changes uh, from the perspective of interest rates or quantitative easing, uh, but we look to see how this strategy actually is implemented from a monetary policy perspective. So we've been told already by president lagarde that the meeting statement will change uh, it will be more concise statement but also we expect some changes to its forward guidance around interest rates and quantitative easing and how long they will continue and what they are dependent on in terms of the continuation And timing of those. So overall, it's not going to change market expectations of rate hikes from the ECB. There's nothing really priced into the second half of 2023, but it will mark a change from an ECB perspective in terms of uh, how the statement is outline in terms of the text and also some changes to its forward guidance. So we don't expect any policy changes, as I said, from an interest rate or QE perspective. But there may be a little bit of volatility for the euro around the event as the market digests and gets used to uh, the new statement from the ECB and also any changes to its forward guidance.
0: Okay, i moving to the US, John. We'll see some employment and housing data in the latter half of this week. What What's this data likely to tell us?
1: When we look at the uh, U.S. uh, labor market, the weekly jobless numbers, so we just look to see what is a continuation of the downward trend there. The big issue for the U.S. over the last while, if you think uh, in terms of U.S. payrolls, for the last three months, two of those three months, payrolls have have been disappointing. They've disappointed to the downside. Uh, In fact, if you look at the forecast that we're expecting, if you add up all the forecasts, the mean forecast for each of those months versus what actually developed, Over uh, from April to June period, you know the U.S. uh, was expected to add 2.3 million jobs, whereas it only added 1.6 million. Uh, So that's from the payroll figures. So that we keep a close eye on the weekly uh, numbers from jobless claims, just to see if there is an ongoing issue there, which has been apparent over the last while. In terms of there is demand uh, for labour, but it's hard for companies and firms uh, to actually get that those workers to work. Uh, So what we're paying close attention to is those weekly jobless claims numbers just to see if they're on a continued downward trajectory, because this is all in the context of concerns over inflation. And obviously, one way where inflation becomes more embedded in the economy is if wages uh, move higher on a sustained basis. So that is the risk from that inflation perspective. Uh, So that's why the US unemployment payrolls numbers but also the weekly jobless claims are getting a lot of attention at the moment in the context of uh, labour supply and what is an issue uh, around that. So in terms of the housing market, so it's a relatively small proportion of the US economy but obviously housing market still gets a lot of attention. We have existing home sales for June in the US this week which is probably the key release. We also get housing starts uh, on that side so generally uh, expected from a sales perspective to show you know similar uh, pick up in growth from June with their monthly numbers so they can jump around a bit so i, I don't think the housing numbers are going to be a big game changer uh, from a market sentiment perspective or any sort of impact Uh, on the dollar. So really for the week ahead, I suppose the big thing from an event risk perspective is probably the euro in relation to ECB meeting. Uh, And the main data highlight then is the PMI data, which comes out on Friday. This is the flash PMIs for July. So Stuart, what these will tell us is whether these economies, including the US, the UK and the eurozone have maintained the momentum that they had in the second quarter. So it's the first month of Q3 in terms of reading. So it will tell us how these economies start at Q3. And if you look at the forecasts, They're expected to show, you know, pretty similar readings to June. So that tells us and suggests that the survey data uh, shows that, you know, these economies are continuing to maintain that upward improving trajectory uh, on the back of those economies, easing restrictions and opening up. So it augurs well for that expectation of a strong economic rebound uh, in the second half of the year. John,
0: we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you for your insights today and thanks to our customers for listening in. COVID continues to dominate both conversation and markets, and for AIB's customers impacted by COVID, you can find the details of AIB's support packages at aib.ie forward slash COVID-19. To stay up to date with the markets, please press the subscribe button to AIB's Market Talk wherever you get your podcasts. Our next Market Talk podcast will be available on the 3rd of August. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to the latest edition of AIB Market Talk. Allied Irish Bank's PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland First Trust Bank is a trademark of AIB Group UK PLC authorized by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority Allied Irish Bank GB and Allied Irish Bank GB Savings Direct are trademarks used under licence by AIB Group UK PLC authorized by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority